to Life Radio, where we aim to live independently for excellence with your host, Victoriously Speaking, also known as Nicole Benton, Licensed Professional Counselor. Do you sometimes feel that nobody understands what you are going through and that others do not share your personal struggles? You may be surprised. Today, you will listen and learn from the stories and our testimonies on the program. Now, here is your host, Victoriously Speaking. What's up, y'all? It's your girl, Nicole, a.k.a. Victorious and Victoriously Speaking. I am so glad that you joined us again for Episode 3, Survival of the Fittest, Sex for Survival. I hope you enjoyed last week's segment, which was about young people who run away that end up in the sex industry. Um, We had a very interesting guest, Miss Anonymous. Make sure you go back and check out our on-demand and look at that. Um, But today, we are talking about pride and sex and how pride causes you to... Um, get into the sex industry as well. But I have a special guest. It's my partner in crime. He is a motivational speaker, and he is also a comedian. And um, he goes by the name of Magic the Big Homie. Magic, you there? Yes, ma'am. I'm here. How y'all doing? How y'all doing? All right. I am so glad that you joined me. And um, I want to let you guys know that Magic will join me at the end of every segment uh, as a co-host to kind of lighten some of these things up, because I know that uh, some of this stuff can get pretty deep and pretty emotional. And, you know, especially from last week's show, Magic, I don't know if you got a chance to listen to it, but it was, you know, mainly about this young lady and this uh guy uh, that used to be kind of former clients of mine and how they ran away and ended up, you know, prostituting and things. And what's even worse was uh, the story that I told about the the guy who he was molested, you know, when he was seven and um, he ended up, you know, uh, being uh, in prostitution and things like that and contracted HIV and, you know, was on crack cocaine. It was just a lot of problems. And, you know, I really did that show to try to steer young people away from running away and learning how to seek help. You know what I mean? Yeah. So now go back a second. You said it was a guy that was in prostitution. Yeah. Yeah. I had a client um, that. He is his story is very interesting. You gotta go and listen to it. But he um That's amazing. that's amazing. Why you say that? None of this stuff never happens to me. I hope not. I hope not. It shouldn't anyway. Uh, not. <laughs> <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> like I, I mean I mean like I couldn't prostitute if I wanted to. <laughs> they wouldn't want you. I don't know why, but I mean, like, wow, that's amazing. That's impressive. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, there was a lot of things that led to that in his childhood and not being able to tell his mother uh, what her boyfriend had did to him. And, you know, it was a lot of confusion. Oh, man, that's when yeah. it goes sour. Yeah, it did. It went pretty bad, you know. And I think the thing that got me the most about him was, you know, he really was just always looking for peace and just didn't know how to find it, you know, and getting uh, contracting AIDS and, or HIV and, um, you know, being homeless and on crack cocaine and all these various things. And it's funny because, you know, the whole reason I'm doing this show is because people will look at people like that and shake their heads, but they don't understand the backstory. Right. Right, you know, people are so judgmental nowadays. You know, uh, when you're speaking of the virus, age, and HIV, it doesn't uh, um, uh, discriminate. Right, it sure don't. Don't discriminate. I think one of the things that was interesting, too, about that is that um, neither does things like molestation, or neither does the whole thing, which is the theme behind uh, these last three episodes, which is sex for survival. You know, people will have to do anything uh, to eat or to keep a roof over their heads, you know. And I think people sometimes don't 
they don't understand that. But, you know, it starts with mental health. It starts with things from your childhood and all these things. I don't know. I mean, right. do you know people? Hey, I want you to uh, touch on something. Uh-huh. I want you to I want you to, to, to touch on something because it's true to my heart right now because when you look at male and female, right? Uh-huh. You know, when you talk about prostitution, uh, being molested and whatnot, like, coming from, I'm coming from, you know, like, that's more seen like things that happens to females. It's more of a female thing than a male thing. So I, I, but I definitely want you to touch on that because I know it goes both ways, but you, you got people like me, guys like me, that's ignorant to the fact, like, because I had a, a friend growing up. Mm-hmm. Um, his name was Michael, and this and like and he was telling me all the things that this woman like I thought this was like you know I couldn't wait to grow up like and I thought he was the luckiest guy in the world for her to be at this time we didn't know what was called you know uh, but she was sexing him up at a young age out you know like and I wanted it to be me. <laughs> Cause you didn't know no better, right? <laughs> I ain't know no better, but you know. But I definitely want you to touch on that. How it, you know, it goes both ways, male and female. Because yeah. to this day, like you know, he has emotional issues, problems. Like he even got married and whatnot. But you know, he's constantly, you know, having. So he used to have so many violent outbursts, and mm-hmm. and he used to start. He, then he started setting fires and all kind of stuff. But oh wow, and I, and I thought that he was the luckiest guy on earth at one point in time. Hmm. Well, yeah. I mean, this is the thing, and I don't think nobody ever really looks at the fact that there's a double standard when it comes to sexual things. But they don't understand when you're young like that. I got a guy, you know, at the prison that I've seen recently that is very confused sexually because when he was in juvenile, there was like a 35-year-old, I don't know if she was an officer or what, but he was having sex with her, even when he got out of juvenile. And to this day, he is so confused when it comes to relationships. He doesn't understand, you know, he ended up marrying this girl his age at a very young age and got in some trouble when he went into the military and when he's just so confused about sexuality because of that or having a really uh, healthy relationship, you know. And that's and it's crazy you say that because even though from my story last week it was more about a male molesting a male, but there is a such thing as females molesting males. And, we, you know, we've seen some of it on TV, you know, with that teacher that had the baby by the student. You remember that? Right. Right. Yeah. But, you know, but they say it's impossible for a woman to rape a man. Yeah. I don't know if it's really rape. I think it's more of a, it's an emotional manipulation is what it is. It's an emotional manipulation because if you have a young man that, um, let's just say him and his mom don't really get along or she's too busy for him and he's really looking for this, you know, motherly, uh, figure, and here comes this lady nurturing him, you know, then all of a sudden she touching him, and all these, you know, it's all these different ways. It's a different type of grooming than men do with young ladies, but it's still an emotional manipulation. Okay. Okay, I can accept that because I know that the blood has to get flowing for anything to happen. Yeah. So, uh, explain yeah. that. Huh? Explain that the blood. What does that mean? Yeah, a man has to be excited. He has to be erected. Oh, I got you. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I got you. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. Like you know, so that's why you know. I guess the the old school way of looking at things is that a man can't be raped. You know. So, but you're saying emotionally he can be manipulated that way. It can happen. Yeah. I mean, if you think about it, it's just like that movie um, that everybody went crazy about from the book. Uh, 
What's the movie with the S and M? Um, oh God, okay, so Fifty Shades of Grey, right? Yeah, I knew you were gonna say Fifty Shades of Grey. Yeah, it's just like that movie. And when the guy uh, was talking about the lady who basically molested him. So, you know, he was messed up, too, because now he really didn't know how to deal with his emotions either, if you really pay attention to the movie. I mean, everybody tried to make it sexy, but I'm like, no, he was really messed up. So, <laughs> right, he was right. right. And he definitely was really mess, mess, messed up. And I know last week we talked about the male and male thing, and that really... Yeah, now that, that really, really messes him up I sometimes. Say, some double standards. It is some mm-hmm. double standards, and, and you know, and I'm trying to break some of my ways of looking at things because I really, like, still a little bit of piece of me really is like, you know, I'm really not that upset about a man and a woman, you know, and I know it's still wrong, but mm-hmm. male on male, female on female, like that, that part that really like tugs at me the the most, like for another yeah. male to molest a young man. And, yeah, yeah, and, and you, you know, see it and, more and more in the media today too. And it's just you know, it's it's a it's a cycle that has been going on since biblical times, you know. But it, 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 it we don't talk about it enough in order to help you know these young men get help. But we getting ready to uh, wind this thing down to get ready for the next segment, which is the story of the day. And I'm really, really happy to talk about this because I don't think people pay attention to how much pride has to do with uh, what what I guess society would call sexual deviancy. But, you know, I'm really right. looking forward to that story. <laughs> You're right. I, I, I already know you want to get there, but Tasia, but still talking about this molestation for a tab second. I think that you know, when you do get molested, uh, something happens to you, and especially as a male and a woman mm-hmm. is uh, doing these things to, to you, as men, we have too much pride to say that this is not enjoyable, this is something that I don't want, this is, you know, this is really tearing me down. Like, pride really affects that situation for me. That's true. That's true. That's real true. And I think... Uh, I'm glad you hit on that. We're going to talk about that a little later when we get into the breakdown. Um, But we're going to go ahead and get ready for our break. I want to thank our sponsor, Hearts to Nourish Hope, uh, for making this show happen. And um, we're going to take this break. See you with the story of the day. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Reconciliation Movement is a nonprofit 501c3 charitable organization. It helps youth and families with education and community resources, promoting self-awareness, mental health, and drug and alcohol recovery. Reconciliation needs help with providing these resources for youth and families. Reconciliation accepts and is in need of donations and professional services to no and low-income families to prepare them for independence through health and education. Visit the reconciliationmovement.org. Victoriously Speaking has over 20 years of experience in human services. She is a licensed professional counselor, a motivational speaker, writer, performer, and community advocate. Book Victoriously Speaking for your next event or take advantage of the workshop she has to offer. Victoriously Speaking is all about teaching life and learning to live independently for excellence, free from fear, anger, and our doubt. For more information on these programs or to book Victoriously Speaking, call 404-969-5661. That's 404-969-5661. Hearts to Nourish Hope has been a leader in Clayton County for over 22 years. As a nonprofit, our goal is to expand and continue to be a one-stop community resource center that equips youth with the tools they need to achieve their goals. From our education and career training programs to our youth-operated food pantry, all of Hearts programs are designed to empower participants to improve the lives of their families and the community. Would you like to volunteer or need more information on how to participate? Please visit heartstonourishhope.org. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. 
You are listening to Life Radio. To reach our show today, call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to info at theconciliationmovement.org. Now, back to Life Radio. Here again is Victoriously Speaking. Welcome back. Welcome back to Life Radio. This is about reconciliation, and we strive for healing and to reconcile with faith, hope, knowledge, and unity. Our journey has given us the opportunity to work with many families. This is a look into pride and sex. As my daughter, I don't know why I continue to help you. You do what you want, when you want, how you want. I'm sick of taking care of you and your child. I raised my kids. I wonder when you're going to grow up, ma'am. When are you going to grow up? When a parent is frustrated with their children, they tend to lash out and say things that cut like swords. What parents don't understand sometimes is that it can cause a long-lasting effect on the self-esteem and pride of their children, and then it happens. Oh, so you're going to run away. Well, you ain't got to run. Walk. How are you going to take care of yourself? What about your baby? Oh, so you grown now. So don't let the good knob hit you where the good Lord split you. You'll be back. Pride has a tendency to fuel anger. It passes judgment. It has a lack of gratitude and an inflated view of what you do for others. Pride causes people to seek independence and control and being consumed with what others think. So now you're resisting authority and being disrespectful. You're defensive and blaming your parents for your life. You're impatient and don't know how to admit when you're wrong. This is pride. So, Magic, I added yes, pride ma'am. to sex, right? I added pride to sex for survival because of, you know, a client that ended up on drugs and prostituting to take care of herself and her son because she wanted to prove her parents wrong. You know, they was all like, oh, we doing this for you and we doing that. And she wanted to be able to prove that, you know, she didn't need them. So she ended up getting caught up in some stuff that was illegal. Now she's facing 15 to 20 years of federal time. 15 to 20 years, right? And what's so crazy about that is that I've been trying to teach her about how pride has affected her thinking. You know, in addition to some of the trauma she experienced, um, it's like I think we have to be mindful of how pride can lead us into sex for survival. Because that's what she did. She was snorting and prostituting and thinking, well, I'm providing. But it's pride that led you there. What you think about that? Hey, pride do alter your uh, pride do alter your thinking. You know, uh mm-hmm. you know, unfortunately pride didn't lead me to sex. I wasn't that fortunate. It led me into to dealing drugs, and I understand the fact that, you know, through pride, you don't want to ask nobody for nothing, and when you done reached out to people and they done shot you down so many different times, so, you know, I really, my heart really goes out to these young people, and I understand what they're going through mentally, and, and, and pride, in a lot of cases, can be like this dark, like this dark and you can't see through it. Mm-hmm. So tell us, tell me, I didn't know about this um, past life of yours. How did you end up being so prideful it, to, to do those types of things? Oh, it's just pride. You know, um, when you're coming out, you know, uh, my mama worked and made $513 a month. Mm. Right? And you know, so, and I used to see you know, we had family members that were uh, flaws and, and and flying and and could help us, but wouldn't. You know, mm. and uh, and my mama, I always say, I ain't gonna ask them for a dime. So I think I got the pride thing came from my mom, where seeing how she responded to things, so it made me prideful. So 
when I saw an opportunity to do other things, and when a guy was like, hey, you know, I'm like, man, y'all, how y'all make this money like this? And they were like, mm-hmm. well, this is what we do. And you, mm-hmm. you know, and you take this and you cut this and you do this like this. And I was like, well, mm-hmm. how, well, well, how much it take to get started? And you're going to need about $100. So I cut grass and got me $100 up, and I went and bought my first pack. And from there, I never looked back. I've been paying, uh, I've been bringing milk, eggs, and bread home since I was eight. I've been paying my mama light bill since I was 12. I paid mm-hmm. the house off when I was 21. So, and it was a sense of pride that, and once, and I know that selling drugs is very wrong. I wouldn't encourage nobody to do it, but it gave you a sense of power. So I mm-hmm. can understand, even as a young lady, they may be doing the wrong thing to get money, but once they get that money, they can pay down bank and take care of themselves. It gives them a sense of power. And yeah. that sense of power just fuel this fog of, this, like I claim that I call it, but it just fuel, it just makes a bigger and bigger fog that you can't see through. You know, it's, 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 it's funny. Yeah, it's funny you say that because, you know, I, I, I think I said this on the first show. I talked about how this guy, I think, was trying to groom me um, some kind of way into some some kind of sex thing, you know, um, when I was like 14. And I and I remember knowing people um, that had sugar daddies, you know, <laughs> and right, back right, in the right, day, right. they used to they used to say uh I heard something recently. Somebody say, you know, sugar daddies are different. Was I with you when I heard that? I don't know, but they were saying these days because of that's Viagra, I guess you gotta sleep with them back then. Oh, you yeah, have to do it. a comedy show. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. So, but it's funny because back then they're like, oh, you don't even gotta sleep with them. You know, you could just sit on his lap or, you know, this and that, and he'll give you money. And that sounds very, very tempting to somebody to where your mother's on welfare. Um, y'all got food stamps, you know, you living from check to check. Sometimes your lights getting turned off. Like it sounds real tempting. But then as a woman, I wonder like, you know, how do you cause like separate your body from the fact of making money? Like I've always wondered about that. Cause you you're selling drugs. You're like, okay, you're 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 uh I, I feel like it's yeah, killing people another different. way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's way different. But uh, yeah. but that have been uh, uh that have been um uh, definitely have been women that I have encountered later in life that have definitely that definitely live that lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Either have a boyfriend or have a husband and 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 I and and I still don't understand how they can truly compartmentalize this life and still like how can you have um relations with a person then go home and have relations with your husband or your boyfriend and like how does like I want to know how they do it? How do you separate that? Like how do like like what is the feeling? They're different. Like what's happening? Like I don't understand. Like I couldn't get it. Like I couldn't be the guy in that situation. I don't know. Like, I think I don't, you I know. It. I guess it goes back to also understanding that sex is very mental. You know, it's more mental than it is physical, and. You would really, I, I think one of my other guests, previous guests said something like, you know, you have to have this mindset, just F it, like whatever. I'm about getting my money. I'm about survival. And um, we're probably going to, when we get into the breakdown segment, we'll talk a little bit about that. I think that um, even with the story of the day and understanding how parents uh, can contribute based on how they talk to their kids to, you know, growing this pride or even how they manifest the pride that they have. So we're going to talk about that, you know, in the next segment. But you did bring up something that's really down my alley, which is the the whole emotional part. Uh, I don't know. You know, I think that's why I'm doing this show. I, I want 
to be able to start having that dialogue so people understand, you know, like people are not just getting up one day and saying, hey, I'm just going to sell my body so that I can survive. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, it's so much more that goes into this. It's not, it's, you know, or it's not just that I'm nasty or that, you know, I don't care. I may not care about, you know, and really it's it, because of pride right. and things too. You care so much about yourself, you get into these things, right? Right. Like, it throws me off. You know, I mean, you know, I go to the strip club a lot to shoot pool. Um, <laughs> just to shoot pool. Go ahead. I do. <laughs> I do. So I go to strip you know, I'm saying I'm in there really to shoot pool. I'm not in there to do anything else. But, right. you know, and I make friends with these strippers, and, and two of them always want me to go to church with them. Like, <laughs> so they are really about getting the money. It's yeah. not, you know, this is really a job to them. They like don't they they don't see like how I used to sell drugs dope like I used to thank God for dope because it wasn't for this we would be struggling like you know what I mean that was it was a job it was it you know what I mean like I didn't see right. nothing wrong it was a way of survival you know what I mean and yeah. and it and it and it helped me have a sense of like you saying that p word that you got to have that that power that pride. It gives yeah. you that. So when you don't have to ask nobody for nothing, when you ain't got to depend on nobody, it's by any means necessary. You know, so and that's what, and when you talk to these young people, or, or it don't just got to be young people. It can be adults. It's whatever they doing gives them the sense of power. Well, we're going to stop right there, and we're going to go ahead and get into segment three, which is the breakdown. We'll see you after the break. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Victoriously Speaking has over 20 years of experience in human services. She is a licensed professional counselor, a motivational speaker, writer, performer, and community advocate. Book Victoriously Speaking for your next event or take advantage of the workshop she has to offer. Victoriously Speaking is all about teaching life and learning to live independently for excellence, free from fear, anger, and our doubt. For more information on these programs or to book Victoriously Speaking, call 404-969-5661. That's 404-969-5661. Hearts to Nourish Hope has been a leader in Clayton County for over 22 years. As a nonprofit, our goal is to expand and continue to be a one-stop community resource center that equips youth with the tools they need to achieve their goals. From our education and career training programs to our youth-operated food pantry, all of HEART's programs are designed to empower participants to improve the lives of their families and the community. Would you like to volunteer or need more information on how to participate? Please visit heartstonourishhope.org. Reconciliation Movement is a nonprofit 501c3 charitable organization. It helps youth and families with education and community resources, promoting self-awareness, mental health, and drug and alcohol recovery. Reconciliation needs help with providing these resources for youth and families. Reconciliation accepts and is in need of donations and professional services to no and low-income families to prepare them for independence through health and education. Visit the reconciliationmovement.org. Success starts here. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. It's your world. Today it's you are listening to Life Radio. To reach our show today, call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to info at reconciliationmovement.org. Now, back to Life Radio. Here again is Victoriously Speaking. Welcome back to Life Radio with your girl, Victoriously Speaking. Um, this is the part of the show that we call The Breakdown, where I try to 
bring a more of a therapeutic approach to what we've been talking about so far. And so I want to start off by uh, this article that I read. Um, it was on DesiringGod.org, DesiringGod.org. And this article was written by John Bloom. And there was a part in there that I want to read. It's called, and um, not that it's called, but it said that pride is a black hole of consuming selfishness at the core of fallen human nature. Pride's nature is to consume, to bring into the self. It sees other people, all of creation, and God Himself as things to use in service to self desires. So, in other words, pride is about selfishness and self gratification. What do you think about that, Magic? Hey, I, you know, I don't know. I don't really agree with the selfishness part, but the, but the, but the last part, I agree with. The self gratification. I, I, I agree with that wholeheartedly. Uh, mm-hmm. And you know, and I can agree, and you know, and I can, and, and I can agree with the term that he's using about, you know, pride allows you to use things in service for yourself desires, you know, uh, and I wouldn't just label it as desires, but your needs, you know, pride, you know, that's where, you know, I think it's summing up with all we were saying today is that's how you get into it. You know, you have these desires, you have these needs, you have these wants, you have, you know, and your pride, you know, it makes it legal to do illegal things, it make it legal to do immoral things. So mm-hmm. I agree with that statement. By as John far as Bloom. the self-gratification, but not the selfishness. So let me tell you, and I'm glad you said that, because I had a guy uh, that I was seeing um, as a client, and he ended up getting locked up. He was a felon from before. I think he must have sold dope or did something before. But he... Um, had, you know, turned over a new leaf, moved out here to Georgia, um, had his family. But what happened, the job that he got, he didn't put on there that he was a felon. And they had found out, so they fired him. And he didn't want his wife to know. Even though she was like this ride or die wife, you know what I mean? Like, she was, like, she was down with him. And so, he started doing things that he shouldn't have been doing. And he ended up getting caught. Not only did he get caught, he got shot like several times, you know, like almost died. And when when he and I started talking, we I uncovered this thing about pride. So although he did what he did for his family, because in his mind, I'm taking care of my family. But your wife didn't know that you lost your job. She didn't know that. You know, you were out here doing things that were illegal, and now you almost got killed behind it, and you're about to do, I think he, I can't remember how much time he got, but he's away from the family now and still can't take care of them. And what I told him is that you're prideful, that you couldn't take it to tell your wife what was going on. And then, you know, what's crazy is that now that he's in prison and she's, you know, talking to him, she was like, man, I would have went to a homeless shelter with you. You know what I mean? But because of pride, then you really were only thinking about yourself. And that's why I think in that article and, you know, even... Oh, I no, no, no. Uh-uh. I can't agree. Okay, you go, know, I can't say he's thinking about himself when okay. he was trying to... Uh, when he trying to provide now how close you i'm asking you to know how close is pride to having this this real uh manly problem this uh real uh what they call it uh ego how nick and those don't run nick and nick ego and pride they do to a certain extent to a certain extent i mean but that is thinking about yourself how I say that is because you're only thinking about the fact that you're a man, you're supposed to provide, you're supposed to do this, you're supposed to do that. Now, no matter what the reason is, at the end of the day, it still is all about you. Providing? No, I just can't agree with No, I'm providing for my family, my wife, my kids. I'm not. If I was just thinking about me, mm-hmm. I'd be just providing for me. 
So why is it so hard to tell your other half what's going on? Ego. Man, okay, you know, now we can go back and forth on this one. I still believe it's about selfishness. I think when you hear the word selfishness, you think, you're thinking like, oh, it's just about, like, I, it's all about me and forget everybody else. But that's not necessarily what selfishness is always about. And I and, and that, I think that's why we tend to, you know, we can call it nah, ego. I, you can call it what you want. Nah, but <laughs> nah, I think it may be selfless, but not selfishness. How's it selfless when when he's um in prison? Because he didn't think. You know, he didn't. Okay. He, he didn't. He he wasn't. Uh, he wasn't really uh, concerned about the outcome if it go bad. No, he again. He was thinking about himself and not looking like a failure. Not looking like um, I can't okay. be a man and provide for my family. He was looking at the fact that ego. you know, hmm. Okay, you can call it ego. ego. All right. You know what? I would love to see what others think about that. I hope y'all need to go ahead and go on my page, uh, Victoriously Speaking, on Facebook and chime in on that one because I am really, really wondering what other men think about that. Um, <laughs> but right. I so, still think it's so, selfishness. So I tell you what we'll do. After uh -huh. the show, we'll go live and post the link to the radio and we'll have this discussion in an open forum where people can chime in on the spot, then they can go onto the radio show and listen to the rest of the show. I know. We need to do something like that, right? <laughs> yeah. We need to do something yeah, like that because I really would like to know what people think. I know from definition, from a therapeutic standpoint, when I look at people that have a heart, because, okay, it's no different than somebody who... You know, they don't, oh, I don't want people to to know or think any type of way about me. And so, therefore, I, this is what I do. It's like lying. I'm a lie. And lying is a selfish thing. Lying is a selfish act. So, I'm going to lie because I don't want you to think of me in some sort of way. That is pride. That is still selfishness because you're not giving the other person a chance to react to you know what's going on it's kind of like right to me i don't know it's that that's why i think even or why so I you think it's, it's a selfish thing so now let's take it back to some of your clients or uh, not no in, in particular the client of yours but let's go back to some of the kind of the people you done dealt with you done dealt with your young ladies and young men but in particularly women that go out have sugar daddies prostitutes and they have parents and whatnot that's not helping them, not doing that for them, but they don't tell them or they don't tell their church or they don't tell their friends or whoever they may be involved with in any kind of relationship what they are really doing. So you're saying mm -hmm. that they are selfish for doing that, not to coming out and saying, hey, look, I'm out here doing God knows what and they selfish for doing that. They selfish for not telling people about it. Well, that's a little different. I, and why I say that because uh, oh man, we got to <laughs> no, no, it's a little different because it's the re it really the selfishness comes from your motive behind it. Am I trying to deceive you? The angel, like for for my gain, because what men are doing in those instances is like I'm deceiving you so that I could look like the man. They're deceiving them because they right. don't so want what, them to know so their business. what about these parents, these mamas, they get, get, they get out here, do what they got to do to feed their kids. So you telling me that they deceiving their kids and they should tell their kids, look, mama out here, I'm <laughs> sleeping with Mr. Charles. I'm mm. sleeping with uh, this person, this person, this person, just to put food on the table and you have clothes on your back, have a roof over your head. This is what mama doing. And I don't want you to look at me as if I'm some kind of whore, but I just want to be honest with you because I don't want to be selfish. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I can go for that. <laughs> <laughs> I can go for that. I, look, I need to write a blog on that one. Yeah, I can go for that. Uh, <laughs> wow. Uh, I think we should go live on this one. <laughs> I think we should go live on this one. Um... 
But yeah, we I think we're winding down them. But I don't I just think that we have to look at what we're doing when we're doing things. Um, we're getting ready to get into another break and we'll be able to end this show today with our Monday motivation. Um, Magic, you gonna have some motivation for our listeners? Oh yeah, I'm always got some motivation. Look, do they call you? No, I was cause that's Mister Education. I was gonna say, are they? Are you called Mister Motivation also? Nah, I'm Mister Education Matters. You know, I motivate. Uh, I got a couple of names I go by. I'm running from the feds, so. Uh, <laughs> well, we're gonna go ahead and get ready for this break, and uh, we'll be back with Monday motivation. See y'all soon. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. Hearts to Nourish Hope has been a leader in Clayton County for over 22 years. As a nonprofit, our goal is to expand and continue to be a one-stop community resource center that equips youth with the tools they need to achieve their goals. From our education and career training programs to our youth-operated food pantry, all of Hearts programs are designed to empower participants to improve the lives of their families and the community. Would you like to volunteer or need more information on how to participate? Please visit heartstonourishhope.org. Reconciliation Movement is a nonprofit 501c3 charitable organization. It helps youth and families with education and community resources, promoting self awareness, mental health, and drug and alcohol recovery. Reconciliation needs help with providing these resources for youth and families. Reconciliation accepts and is in need of donations and professional services to no and low-income families to prepare them for independence through health and education. Visit the reconciliationmovement.org. Victoriously Speaking has over 20 years of experience in human services. She is a licensed professional counselor, a motivational speaker, writer, performer, and community advocate. Book Victoriously Speaking for your next event or take advantage of the workshop she has to offer. Victoriously Speaking is all about teaching life and learning to live independently for excellence, free from fear, anger, and our doubt. For more information on these programs or to book Victoriously Speaking, call 404-969-5661. That's 404-969-5661. Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Today it seems everywhere I go trouble chasing me. You are listening to Life Radio. To reach our show today, call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to info at theconciliationmovement.org. Now, back to Life Radio. Here again is Victoriously Speaking. Welcome back to Life Radio again. I want to thank my sponsor, Hearts to Nourish Hope, for making this happen for us. And so this is Monday Motivation. I just want to say in order to combat pride, you must also have humility. Change starts with humility, with being able to see things for what they are and being a good listener, being thankful for what you do have and being teachable. That's very important. Um, you can you have to be able to admit when you're wrong and be able to serve others without expecting things in return. So humility is about forgiveness and it's about being genuine and patient. It is love. And I think, you know, through everything, whether you're a parent or your parent is getting on your nerves, we have to be very mindful to check ourselves about pride. I think we, you know, I'm hoping that after listening to this show that everybody understands a little bit about what pride is. And our guest, I believe he has a word for you too. Magic, what, what word you got for us? Man, I was just listening to what, what you were saying about that last statement. And one of the key things that stuck out to me was being a good listener. And so just to add a little motivation to this, you know, like it's a difference between hearing and listening. 
Listening is a skill. Listening is something that has to be sharpened, has to be taught. Like, a lot of people don't know how to listen. So when it comes to being a parent, that's a skill that you have to focus and work on because if you just hear your child, you know, that's nothing. But you listening to them, that's a different thing. You can stop some of these things that may happen in the future by learning to listen, by sharpening up on that listening skill. Even when you go to school, that's what they call listening skills. It's a mm-hmm. skill. So, and a lot of people are not skilled in listening. They're right. advanced in hearing, but they're not skilled in listening. And so, right. uh, if I could say anything, um, don't be afraid to seek counsel. And it don't have to be a psychiatrist. It don't have to be anything. You know, uh, you know, even when you get into the good book, you get to the Bible, they say, you know, you got to seek counsel. You know, talk to somebody, you know, um, more than yourself. Sometimes, you know, we get caught up in talking to ourselves so much. And, you know, and we tell ourselves the wrong thing to do. That's how we end up prostituting, selling drugs like that. We didn't talk to, we didn't talk to ourselves into doing something that makes sense to ourselves. We didn't talk to, you know, Martin Luther King said that we all have a Dr. Jekyll and a Mr. Hyde inside us. It's enough mm-hmm. stuff in me to make me a villain and a rogue. So, mm-hmm. it, so it's, uh, so we all got that. Peace, in, peace in, in us. And if we don't listen to it, we don't learn to listen to anything, we're never going to find out what could actually help us or what could actually help somebody. So That's right. let's tighten up on our listening skills. Let's stop hearing so much and start listening. Yeah, that's really good advice. I think the, the biggest thing that stuck out to me is understanding that you have to be teachable, too. Like, I think we can we can get so big and think so much of ourselves or even as parents, you know, because we were told do as I say and not as I do. You know, I'm the parent. We could think so much of ourselves and our roles in our families that we think we're not teachable. And that goes hand in hand with understanding how to listen in order to respond the way you should. And I think that, um, you know, I tell all my parents when they have these issues in their uh, families, there's no book on parenting. And we basically respond in life based on how we were parented. And our parents respond in life based on how they were parented. But I think the mistake that we all make is that we don't we don't take the time to learn we don't take the time to to look at the fact that, you know what, maybe we're doing something wrong when you see that things in your life is so chaotic and being able to go and say, you know what, maybe I need to learn something different because that's what therapy is really about. It's not about, you know, sitting on the couch and telling your problems and, and I'm saying, oh, you know, so what I hear you saying is, no, this is about the fact that we learn from how we uh you know, think and and I tell everybody what you believe is how your life is going to manifest. And so if I'm doing all these various things, it's because I believe in something. And most of the time it's because I believe in something that's not true. And to me, sex for survival is just that because I don't care what nobody say. You talked about selling dope. You got people out there hitting licks and trying to rob folks. At the end of the day, you believe that survival is about any means necessary and there is absolutely no room or faith in God in your life at those moments. Now, I don't don't knock nobody from doing it because I grew up in the hood, so I understand it. But at the end of the day, it's a it's a total, total lack of faith, I think. And um, that's just, you know, what I believe. Hey, I'm not gonna label it. It's it, 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 it definitely not a hood thing, you know. Whether you selling dope or you selling your body or or you hitting licks, whatever you doing, like some people good at what they do. I hate to say it, some people are great at it. Uh, and you know, and in some forms, it's a talent, it's an art. Um, 
Like, um, and, but like, you know why? You know, because why? that's what they put their mind to. Right, right. Some people are great. Like, you know, like, I would like to, like, meet the Serena Williams of, uh, selling their body. Like, you know, like, it's a, like, it's somebody, like, it's a young lady like, that's probably great at it. You know what? Um, okay, on that note, <laughs> <laughs> like I said, whatever you put your mind to, of course, you're going to be good at it. I'm just saying, believe in something else. You know, believe in yourself enough. Don't be, like you said, don't be scared to go out and ask for help. And I think throughout this whole series or, uh, of sex for survival or survival of the fittest, everybody has basically said the same thing. And that is don't be scared to seek help. If somebody tell you no, look for the yes, because you know, you can't keep putting yourself in harm's way for survival. Right. So sometimes you don't But it's not going to work. I'm just saying it ain't going to work for everybody. It didn't work for me. Like I couldn't survive <laughs> off of six. Like it, <laughs> like I'm, I guess I'm not that great at it. Like you know, so oh lord, you gonna put that out like, in the air? <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying, like you know, you know, uh, even when you come, hey, listen, I know we're gonna end up. I know we got to go, but but you know, I would like we go. Like, I would want to talk about sex for survival in your marriage. Oh, hey, that's a good one. That's a good one. But, yeah, we we are running out of time. I want to thank everybody for listening. Make sure you join us next week. We will be talking about family secrets, one of my favorite topics, and how we get to where we are. And, hey, remember to live independently for excellence. Thank you for making Life Radio an important part of your evening. Please join Victoriously Speaking, also known as Nicole Benton, Licensed Professional Counselor, for another edition of the program next Monday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time and 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Here's to living independently for excellence.